customer experience is your brand. All about the interaction that a customers customer are not has just customers that can the be kind of experience you give to people. Customers. That's what they're going. Amazon wants you to buy something. A warranty company wants their contractors. Customer to do experience, you know, it really is how your brand gets projected out in, into the world. Business is not just business; it's very human. Hello there, ladies and gents. How the heck you doing? Welcome back to another episode of In The Know. This is your host, Todd Stewart. Today, we have a super exciting guest. It's my job to tease out the ideas and processes to understand how Lindsay Christensen, the head of marketing at Tetra Science, thinks and approaches and implements customer experience into the fabric of Tetra Science. In this episode, we'll dissect how her unique marketing strategy is creating brand ambassadors that are stronger and most likely more loyal than yours. So as always, grab a pen, grab some paper, and please enjoy this great customer-focused conversation with Lindsay Christensen. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of In The Know. We have Lindsay. Lindsay, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Todd. How are you? Good, good. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thank you. So at the top, we got a little taste of your professional life. I gave a little introduction to who you are. Uh, I'd like to start off, though, by actually having you tell the listeners what's something that people usually don't know. Like, give us something that that's on the interesting side. On the interesting side. Um, So there actually (laughs) a lot of people I work with don't know there. (laughs) There's kind of this like folk rock scene in like Somerville and Cambridge Mm -hmm. that I used to be like super into. Nice. Uh, And we were just talking about Kristen Kraft, who Mm -hmm. we both know. Mm -hmm. Um, And. For example, we we went out recently, and she was like, "Oh, do you want to go to this place, Toad?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah," but in, in my head, in, I'm like, in "Porter, yeah, in Porter yes. Square." I'm like, yes. "Oh my god!" Like I used to live at this place. Yeah. <laughs> like I used to go there to see bands all the time. And sure enough, we're like there, and we're like in the back talking about marketing, like nerds. Uh, and like the drummer comes off the stage, and he's like, "Lindsay, like I haven't seen you in forever." And so it was like a, a throwback to my. My yesteryears. Your alter ego. Your yeah. different identity came out. Yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah, I, you know, I was down a path and it was either become uh, a badass fiddle player mm-hmm. or a uh, startup marketing savant. And, and you uh, went up with yeah, the startup. I went, yeah, I went with that one. So folk rock, what would you classify as a band that everybody knows to, so that we can get an understanding? Like Mumford & Sons? Yeah. I mean, Mumford & Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Like yeah. folk, they're folk rock. Okay. I mean, they're pretty, I don't know, cheesy these days. But yeah, like when they came out, I was all about the original. All the original about those Mumford and Sons. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Well, now that we know something we didn't know, punk rocker, amazing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sorry, not punk rocker, folk folk rocker. I w- punk rock would have been so much cooler. Punk, punk rock would have been pretty cool. But marketing guru, um, <laughs> that, that's essentially why I'm, I'm super excited to talk to you today. So we are here uh, at Tetra Science. We are on site today. And I think it's probably best for you to start off with an explanation of what is Tetra Science, just so that we can have an understanding of that. Yeah, sure. So really what we do is provide uh, a mission control for R&D, specifically for scientific R&D. And what we're doing is bringing the Internet of Things to laboratories for sort of the first time. So there's this sort of existing problem in the scientific workflow. You've got a really wide range of 
instruments that do different things. They're from different manufacturers. They have different data. And it makes for a really complicated process, and it's hard to get data and organize it. Um, so we connect to any of those instruments, regardless of who makes them, uh, and then provide a single online dashboard, the, the mission control part, mm -hmm. uh, where folks can manage their experiments and, and access data and even get uh, business analytics. And so you're essentially taking these dumb machines. They're not dumb. They're doing amazing things, but you're making them smart. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically, you know, what Nest has done for the home, you know, especially since integrating with, uh, you know, a lot of different manufacturers. Uh, we're trying to bring that to the lab. Because um, when you think about it, like if we have that in the home, why aren't we applying that to labs that are, you know, trying to find life, uh, life-saving cures for, yeah. for uh, a, a lot of uh, issues out there? And so what does a typical two-week calendar look like for you? Like, like, what are you doing today? Oh, man. Um, so, I mean, any given two weeks is going to be really different. Um, we're actually, there's a few things we're working on right now that I'm really excited about, but they're kind of stealth mode, so I can't talk about. But one of the things we, I can talk about is um, I'm implementing sort of a new account-based marketing model mm -hmm. for us. Um, and... You know, it's kind of come in, in stages and we're at the point where now it's, we're kind of all in. Mm -hmm. So everything that goes along with that. So making sure the systems are in place, that we've got some baseline metrics that we want to hit, uh, create our uh, target account list with the, the sales team, look at sort of different technologies that can help us reach those accounts, mm -hmm. uh, as well as sort of uh, in-person events, sales enablement type of tools. Uh, all, all kinds of good, exciting stuff there. And account-based marketing, quick two-sentence summary for people who don't know what that is. Sure. Account-based marketing, it's kind of the idea of flipping the funnel. So instead of having casting a really wide net and then sort of nurturing folks, uh, scoring folks, and figuring out, uh, you know, at the end you have a smaller audience of really targeted people, actually start by identifying you know, your top accounts and the people within those accounts and then go broad. So we know of 10 people uh, in this top 10 account. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how do we get to 100 people? How do we get them to engage more? How do we get our foot in the door? If our foot is in the door, how do we expand? Mm -hmm. And so starting small and growing in that way. How does that necessarily affect the customer experience for you guys, for, for Tetra Science? Like, like, why is ABM sort of fitting into your overall idea of creating those memorable customer experiences? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think with any ABM strategy, how it affects customer experience is that people are sort of being spoken to in a very direct and personal way. Um, mm -hmm. So instead of having broad marketing language, even though everyone makes personas, everyone tries to, you know, come up with language that speaks to the different personas. But with ABM, like you can get hyper focused on specific people, like actually literally specific people mm -hmm. and, and build out profiles on, you know, f people that you want to get in touch with. Uh, you know, what's important to them, what conferences do they speak at, um, mm -hmm. you know, what geography are they in, and then also at the account level, um, you know, what's sort of recognized as being important to this company, um, mm -hmm. and how can we sort of speak to those things. So it sort of very naturally fits into 
really impactful customer experience because it's very human and personalized. Yeah. Yeah. And and you guys essentially are taking that human, that personalized sort of mentality and, and you actually implement it into your overall marketing mantra. And the second you started to tell me about how you think about marketing, how you think about your customers, I was like, this is going to be an awesome show. <laughs> I, I, I really can't wait oh, to man. discuss this. I really can't screw this Here up. Here we go. <laughs> But you base your customer experience not around just making them happy and them being their, your customers, mm -hmm. but you said that I, I love this. You want to help them achieve their own career goals. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, have a great experience. Tetra Science, awesome. Like you guys are making our companies like so much more efficient. It's like, what are their own personal goals? And you actually are going to help them out as people. What in the world does that look like? Take me through that. Yeah, I mean, it's something that kind of, came out organically because it's sort of an ethos of ours uh, to be really customer focused. And we realized that, you know, if we can ask even, you know, prospects what is important to them and what they're trying to do with their careers, you know, elements of that align in any way with what we're already doing or what, you know, how Tetra Science can help, then there's a really natural fit there. Mm -hmm. And the way it actually came about is because if someone's sort of been in the same job for 15 years and they don't really care about, you know, innovating or using new technology or, you know, doing something really special to change the way their company runs, they're actually probably not going to be a customer of ours. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to be a good fit. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it came about was actually more validating whether someone was a good fit or not. And then when we learn, oh, you know, oh, you know, they're interested in being a thought leader and they're interested in speaking on you know, innovation or like vision for how technology can help in the lab. We realized, we, you know, we have the same vision. We have the same goals as them in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So why not sort of help them get there? Where along the process, when you have a customer, say say they're brand new, where along the process do you actually start to showcase that you're really interested in their own personal goals? Is it like, is it right away? Do you wait a little bit? I don't think, you know, we sort of have it programmatically set out uh, as like, you know, in stage three, now ask yeah. them what their career goals are. <laughs> they are 72 are. hours in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, a lot of times it comes up in sales conversations where um, the reps will say, you know, out of curiosity, like, what are you interested in? Like, wh where are you trying to get? And then sometimes that leads to a natural conversation about how labs are innovating and sort of moving forward with our technology. And the folks who are running those programs are being seen by upper management uh, as being the, the next wave of leaders for the company. Mm -hmm. Other times it does come up later. You know, if someone has implemented a successful program with us, our relationship sort of buds. And, you know, at that point, we're like, well, let's do some content together or, you know, are you going to this conference or do you know this other person in this other account that we work with? Mm -hmm. um, our in industry that we work in, which is biotech and pharma, also has, it has a few very interesting characteristics that I love. One is that they're uh, really big on networking and community. And the other, and it's closely related, is that they sort of turn over quite frequently. So mm -hmm. they're bouncing around folks that Pfizer are going to Biogen to Vertex. So they love meeting each other. They like meeting people with the same sort of mindset. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our sort of champions are, I believe, truly visionary people uh, in this space. So when you get them 
together, there's a lot of excitement. Hmm. And and is it just, do you ever send out surveys? Is it all phone calls? Is it in-person meetings? At this point, it's a lot of sort of existing relationships. Like I said, it's usually someone who's sort of heading up the initiative to deploy Tetra Science. Yeah. And then I'm sure, as I mentioned, like sort of looking at this from a program- programmatic standpoint, that'll be one of the things to have to figure out, right, is how do we scale this? How do we move it outside Boston? Those natural scaling questions of any program. So, so you, you stole my next question. I, I, <laughs> I was going to say, like, like, what are your thoughts on, on making this a scalable type mm-hmm. of strategy for, for any type of company to implement? I think it is making it part of the, the process. I think the account executives play a key role in this as well as uh, customer success. So identifying who these these people are, you know, whether you want to call them champions or visionaries, uh, sometimes we call them the rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you I know, like that. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. Who, you know, is, who's the rebel in, in that? Have we found a rebel in that company? Someone mm-hmm. who wants to shake things up. They, they're tired of the way things are, are being done. And then, yeah, I mean, if you want to get really tactical, make it a field in, in Salesforce, mm-hmm. you know, make it part of, you know, you can't go to the next stage of your opportunity. If you haven't identified the rebel, you can get super tactical if you want. So they look at Tetra Science and they say, Lindsay labeled rebel. Yeah. Right? Would you have that there? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's a whole group of ragtag rebels <laughs> over here. So it's interesting though. I think like historically looking, when a company reaches out to a customer and, and asks them for something or really just like opens up dialogue with them, I think companies have sort of abused that customer business relationship sometimes where mm-hmm. they have this like ulterior motive or you feel as a customer, you feel like this business wants something in return. It's like, oh, hey, Lindsay, like great website. Uh, you know, Tetra Science, you guys are crushing it. Oh, hey, by the way, you want to sit in on one of my demos? Like I'll show you how <laughs> I can really help you guys out. It's like there's always something in return. Yeah. How do you walk that line about not seeming like sleazy or you want something in return. (laughs) Yeah, it it is a fine line. So I think you just have to be honest about it too. It's not necessarily that you don't want anything returned. Well, you're not asking them for anything. Um, But you can, by explaining to them, like, you know, hey, by the way, like if you're successful, that's just in turn good good for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, here are a few ideas we have. Uh, People are really receptive to that. I think if you're just like, hey, you know, I know our main business is IoT, but also I just really want you personally to be successful in your career. Yeah. That's just a personal passion project of mine. Uh, then, yeah, people are going to raise some eyebrows. So, so it's a transparency thing? Yeah, I would say so. With your overall strategy, you know, how do you measure this? I think mm. this is like a very just like wide open topic. Like, what do you guys have in place to say that that this is actually working? Overall, it's definitely a long game, right? I think this is the sort of thing you're going to see exponential results um, from sort of uh, revenue and retention mm-hmm. uh, aspect. But in the short term, you can definitely sort of segment things up uh, and and set short tactical goals to get you closer to the end line. So. If it's like, you know, this quarter we want to submit five people for awards, we want to do five content pieces with mm-hmm. people we think 
have an interesting point of view yeah uh, who maybe haven't been writing before that's something we've been having a lot of success with and then share that with their sort of network mm -hmm. you know we want to submit three people to speak at at conferences and just set those sort of interim attainable metrics then long term you should see referral numbers go up uh, expansion within accounts go up ideally and from this whole sort of networking and community aspect you're hopefully seeing real true like category definition and becoming sort of a, a industry standard mm -hmm. um because of these different plays you've got in place. When did you start implementing this mindset? Was it this year? Was it last year? Well, we're only two and a half years old. <laughs> so uh, it's a limited Was time. Was it two and a half years ago? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's sort of come up, as I mentioned, uh, organically mm -hmm. the, the past year. You know, we started with one champion who, you know, we started... Uh, helping get different speaking opportunities and submitting for awards. And he, you know, got promoted and got to be the head of this new IoT project. Mm -hmm. And then we were thinking, you know, well, this is fantastic. Like we could do this with, with other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just helped you guys out every, a ton. Everyone wins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it really sort of helps them move along in their career and be seen as leadership in their organization as an, an innovative thought leader who's going to move the company forward, which in pharma and biotech is a, a really huge for them. Obviously, this strategy is working for you guys, but the the return, you know, the, the investment that you have to put into this, like, is it is it all you? It seems like it is like a company wide thing too. But at the end of the day, like, is it company wide where people have their ears out and they're listening and they're talking to everybody? But mm -hmm. then does it kind of funnel down into your corner and say like, okay, Lindsay, like, this is Bob and Sam and you know Allison and here we go. We need to help them out. Um, I would say it's definitely more of a, a company-wide approach. I think from the marketing perspective, I'm trying to think about how you know we can put a process in place to support doing this as opposed to just like the occasional handoff, mm -hmm. um, you know, having a more systematic approach to identifying people who might be a good fit for yeah. this type of activity. Because they, of course, they have to be into the idea and want to do it. Totally. And that's when you get sort of the best outcomes is when people start to really get into this idea of like sharing their vision for the industry and having a platform. And, you know, we're happy to do the, the legwork on that. Do, do you ever have somebody that says no? Like we don't, we don't want this? Um, yeah, yeah. And this is more sort of, I think, like the sales prospecting calls like you know they, they come across by the time anyone gets to me they you know someone's excited about them in our company yeah i know the account reps certainly meet plenty of folks who are just you know sort of older and set in their ways and really comfortable with the way things are and mm -hmm. are not interested in the least in uh, they're, being they're, a hot shot. Let, let's just put it this way. They're not the rebels. <laughs> they're not, they're the, not rebels. the rebels. <laughs> they're not the rebels. So, it, it, you know, you're, you're doing a lot to empower your customer. And, you know, I, it's, it's really unbelievable. You've also started this other initiative. Mm. It's Lab of the Future. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So Lab of the Future is a meetup that I started last year. It as it kind of was another idea around how do we find the rebels. Mm -hmm. I was looking to just like haunt, uh, sponsor an event where that might exist. Uh, and I noticed there was like a total sort of gap in this area. There's 
a lot of sort of groups and meetups for like specific fields of science, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was nothing talking more generally ar- around like sort of laboratories. So Lab of the Future is a meetup that the themes tend to be around either new tech or new processes or new innovation in the lab. And then really anyone's invited. So it can be scientists, it can be operations people, it can be IT people. Uh, We sometimes get academics. We sometimes get architects. It's really anyone's welcome. It's super casual. We'll have a a couple of guest speakers. It's just like a 15-minute talk each and then Q&A and then lots of time for networking, Mm -hmm. which, as I mentioned, this this crew loves. They love. They love to network. Um, And we've seen a lot of success for it. There's definitely an an appetite for the group. Um, We've got like around 450 members now. And when did you start? uh, Last August. So last August and 450 members. Yeah, I think we had 100 like within a week or something. How how did you end up marketing this? Because because I've I've heard companies say it's like yeah let let's start meetups let's let's have events yeah and a lot of the like people that say. Eh, like, I don't know if I want to put the time and effort into this or one, they look at that and they say it's kind of expensive. And then two, they look in and they're like, well, you know, we don't want it to fall flat on its face. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you sort of guarantee this success? One was just actually starting the meetup group. Meetup.com actually does an amazing job of promoting meetups and events. Mm-hmm. Um, so you sort of categorize, you know, where your meetup falls and it will start like actively promoting it to people who have designated those as like areas of interest for them. Yeah. We, you know, definitely promoted it on social and to to our database as well. And then but then as far as like the costs and like the sustainability of a program, ours are very cheap. Pizza does the job. Mm-hmm. Um and as far as locations, that will tend to be that's kind of where I start. It's knowing your audience and having the right topic. That that's the hard part. So so how do you do that? Do you outsource or do you or or do you send like a survey out to everybody and say, what do you want to hear about? Yep. Yeah. We okay. do uh quite a bit of surveys. So yeah. I did survey when we started up the group uh and got some feedback. And then I do a survey after every meetup. You know, it's kind of like how we? How did we do? Yep. You know, what would you be interested in hearing? And, and uh, people are uh, pretty open with their their feedback as well. So, so, so two questions related to the lab of the future. Yes. How does this help you achieve your own goals? But then also, how does this help you so, sort of facilitate that healthy customer experience that you guys promote so well? So, I would say lab of the future isn't really. It's not like a lead sourcing by any means. Um, it's a pretty genuine community building mm-hmm. um, type of activity. I hope that what it does is elevate us as uh, thought leaders in this space and definitely uh, within the Boston community, which is biotech and pharma has Incredible the l- area. largest presence yeah. in, mm-hmm. in the Boston community. Um, so being able to establish ourselves in that way ha- has a really big impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we have, you know, sort of very separate activities that are account based. Mm-hmm. So this is still one of those uh, sort of lighter touch, wide net, um, just really getting to know the community and making sure they know us. It also helps with engaging with the speakers that we have has been a really great experience. Again, sort of thinking about the topic of how do we help people 
in our network become better recognized as, as thought leaders. This is another little way yeah. that, that we're able to do this is to have them speak on the, the topics that we believe them to be subject matter experts. So little pitch, when's your next event? The next event is on June 6th. Nice. Coming up. Yeah, it's That's coming up. It's not even posted Tuesday? yet. That's a Tuesday. Yeah, it's a right? Tuesday. It's going to be at Mass Innovation Labs in Kendall Square, which is just like an unbelievable space. And it's going to be around facilitating a culture of collaboration in biopharma. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Mark your calendars, yeah. everybody. <laughs> So for people who are listening, I bet a lot of people say, this is a great strategy. I'd love to implement this. Let's get it started today. But then I can also see on the flip side, somebody saying, well, this is great, but it seems like it's a, it's a lot of work. Like it seems like it takes a lot of effort to move something forward. What would be your pitch to them to say, no, 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 no. Like it, it doesn't take that much effort. Give it a try. Like what, what's the pitch? Yeah. I mean, I would say you just sort of have to try. Mm -hmm. Um, just get it started. Yeah. Get it started. I, without a doubt, you, your company, you, your CEO, your VP of sales, whoever it is, you know, one person, one customer who you're just like, this guy, this gal, they get it. Mm -hmm. You know, they get what we do. They believe in our vision. They're really smart. How, how can we work with them mm -hmm. and start with that one person? Um, and you know, maybe write, a content piece together or sometimes even just submitting someone for an award, mm -hmm. you know, we'll reach out to, to a customer and even just saying like, you know, we're, there's this award coming up. We think you'd be a really good fit for it. And, you know, could I maybe get your, your manager's info so I could get a quote from them? Yeah. Even if they don't win the award, the fact is, you know, they feel special, but more importantly, they know that you think they're special. Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely probably more appropriate for like an enterprise solution, which is the the space that we play in. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably not scalable at all with like a really wide consumer base. But yeah, one in which you've got this narrow community in which they're pretty closely related that, you know, they uh, know who the thought leaders are and they want to become one uh, and, and helping them to do that. You know, in the long run, it's going to help with your sort of brand image, I think. And it's also going to help with referrals, I think. You yeah, know, when totally. someone's delighted, they're going to refer you. Uh, and if you so if you want to break it down to metrics, you know, what how much do you ha success do you have with a referral versus MQLs that are coming in through another method mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. just uh, take a look at it from that lens. OK, so last question to, to wrap everything up, I, I like to end with this segment called If I Only Knew. And so it's a chance for you to look back and reflect on how you've implemented customer experience into something that you've worked on and something that you say like, yes, this this was a great outcome. I wish I knew this mm -hmm. as a younger self. Uh, what would be that if I only knew moment for you? I think it really goes back to when I so joined my first startup and it was a company where customer experience and customer success was the number one value. 
And I didn't really know that that existed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd come from a, a very large company, uh, and you didn't really hear about customer experience and making the customer happy. And moving from that environment to a startup where we just breathed, you know, the customer is the most important person, and everything we do is to make their life better. Mm-hmm. Our marketing is going to be human. You know, our interactions are going to be real. We're never going to cheat them. We're just going to over deliver on everything. I wish I'd known that. Uh, way earlier in my career, you know, now I wouldn't never consider joining a company where customer experience isn't one of the top values. I love that. So this is the 14th episode and that pretty much took every little piece of every episode prior and put it into this like two to three sentence perfectly pitched piece. Yes. Uh, That was excellent. Well, Lindsay Christensen, thanks for coming on the show today. This was an awesome conversation. Uh, To everyone listening, you can find out more about everything we discussed on the Dispatch blog. That is blog.dispatch.me. You'll also find all the links to everything, more about Tetrascience, more about Lindsay. Uh, Those will all be in the show notes. So again, Lindsay, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about customer experience, head over to the Dispatch blog. That is blog.dispatch.me, or you can give Lindsay a shout. Remember to subscribe to In The Know on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. As always, thanks for joining, and we'll see you next episode.